Hey everybody, welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and as always, I'm looking for my good buddy, Seth Robinson. Seth. Hey, how are you how doing? Are you? Doing okay. Um, I'm able to breathe, you know, so I'm here in the Northeast where we've had this bizarre air quality forest fire thing. I'm in New Hampshire. We did have an air quality alert this week, but it's nothing like these pictures you're seeing of New York City, like with the yellow haze and all yeah. of that. But it's it's a little unsettling. The thing is, it's it's pretty strange. The you know, for all our friends out west who are used to like the forest fire situation and having to go through this normally, I have great empathy now because, wow, it's pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to our friend Adam Prue, who lives in Toronto area. Yeah, and they've been dealing with it for a while. And I mean, obviously, you get this much smoke, that means there's a lot of fire, which is not great. Um, yeah. So, you know, definitely hope that that's getting under control. You know, for all of them. You know, it's kind of funny. You know, the the, the fires have been going, not funny, but interesting. The fires have been going for a while, and then the smoke comes into the U.S. and all the U.S. media properties are like, "Oh, we're getting all this smoke," and it's like. Oh. <laughs> there's fire that's like actually really disrupting people's lives, but sure we got smoke. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's very true. Um, it, it, it's, it's definitely been a, a, an interesting thing to, uh, to uh, be semi a part of and, and, and it's weird, but um, yeah, you're right about the fires. Hopefully they get them extinguished uh, yeah. as soon as possible, but we need the rain, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's, it's definitely feeling like summer here kids are out of school, you know, I'm not seeing too much of the smoke, but we're getting lots of hot weather. Um, and it well, feels very dry here. We haven't had any rain. So like, if you know, I can just kind of imagine um, yeah. the, the environment where a fire would spread. Yep, absolutely. Well, you mentioned summer and summer uh, from a CompTIA perspective always means ChannelCon, our yep. big event. So um uh, we are lucky enough today to have MJ Shore with us, who is our chief community officer. Um, so he and uh, he and Channel Con uh, are run together, and uh, he, MJ is joining us here to talk about what we can expect from our big summer extravaganza. So really excited to have you, MJ. Thank you for joining. Thanks, Carolyn. Thanks, Seth. Good to see you guys. Good to see you too. I always look forward to this. I was jealous listening to your intro. I want the warm weather. It's not. Uh... It's now. not terribly warm over here on the East Coast in New Hampshire. Carolyn and I, no. have this, we're in the same state. Yeah. I know. We're right out. Yeah, we're not far from we're one the, another. We're the CompTIA representatives of the Granite State. We, we, <laughs> right. we are. Yes, we have to do, do the state proud. But you're right. It hasn't been very warm. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, June is in a total wash um, yeah. in terms of weather. But we'll see. But um, but we're going to Vegas. At least we have that. And we know it's gonna, not going to be cold. We'll be plenty uh, warm. Yeah. If it is, that'll be very unusual. So um, that's where ChannelCon is this year. Um, so uh, why don't we kick it off? MJ, tell us a little bit about what we should expect from our event, which is running, what, August 1st through the 3rd First this year? 1st through the 3rd, yeah. I mean, um, as, as always, it's going to be an incredible event. You know, every year I, I tell the team, I don't know how we're going to top the year before. And I think I'm, I think I'm learning just not to even say it anymore because they, they keep doing it year after year. It's amazing. But this year's theme is Build the Impossible, which is really cool. We've got an amazing keynote with Mick Ebeling. We've got sessions on AI, cybersecurity, workforce. Our communities are meeting. Our industry advisory councils are meeting. We've got just so much going on. There'll be so much content, so much rich content. Uh, we've got some pre-day events going on with some partners. We've got a 
risk management boot camp taking place for the first time. I don't even know where you want to start. And we'll have a we'll have an amazing party. If you were at ChannelCon last year, we had one of our best ChannelCon parties ever out on Navy Pier in Chicago on a rooftop. And uh, the team just gave me a preview of what they've got planned this year. And I, I actually think it might rival that, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds sounds great. And we're going to dive into ChannelCon for all of this episode. But we should mention that we also have our Partner Summit uh, yes. conference going on, which involves all of our partners that help us on the academic side and selling certifications. Uh, and you get a little bit of visibility into that, MJ. I know the board is meeting and, and you kind of have a little bit of uh, activity on both sides. So yep. uh, so maybe you can kind of talk a little bit about that. I, I mean, this just really ends up being kind of one big 10 event for all of CompTIA. It does, Seth, you're 100% correct. You know, we call it ChannelCon, but it, it's truly ChannelCon and Partner Summit. Um, in years past, we've had them very, very parallel, um, somewhat separate in, in many cases. Last year, we started to bring them closer together. This year, we're gonna bring them even more closely together. You know, the, the Partner Summit attendees who, who, as you said, are our academic partners who work in the certification and training and workforce space will be joining us for our keynote, for our party, you know, for the for the common things. And then they'll have their own tracks um, working the team, working with the partners, helping them prepare for what's coming. You know, we've, we've put so much emphasis around data in the last year and launching our, our data certification pathway, which... I'm personally, I'm passionate about. I think that's a huge opportunity for MSPs. Carolyn, you and I have talked about this a little bit, um, and Seth as well, with regard to some of the research and work that we do throughout the year. But I think, you know, the, the days of just being the average MSP and taking care of the infrastructure are sort of gone. That That's table stakes these days. Um, and, and I think there's just tremendous opportunity in the data space to understand, you know, the cliche out there that we've all heard a million times is every business is, is a technology business. And I was um, I was just talking with someone earlier this week. Oh, Blue Bunny, the ice cream company. They were talking about a study they saw about Blue Bunny and how it was a technology company. They're like, what? It's an ice cream company. But yeah, I mean, they drive that business on their data. And that's a huge opportunity, I think, for for really forward thinking progressive MSPs to help their customers understand this wealth of data that they're sitting on. Are they just sitting on it or are they actually leveraging it to help improve their business and, and do more and better for their customers? So, you know, the, the two, that's, that's just one area where, where Partner Summit and ChannelCon really come into some interesting alignment. But uh, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be great. Yeah, it seems like there'd be a lot of synergy there just because, um, you know, our our channel companies, just because they're in the technology business doesn't mean that they themselves don't need to be learning and skilling up at all times. Correct. So, Absolutely. you know, the folks on the partner side, you know, uh, that's what they do. Um, and, you know, we're always hearing from our MSP friends and our solution provider friends who want to be innovative and want to stay on the leading edge of what's coming down the pike in terms of technology and in terms of business acumen, um, are always looking to um, to better themselves with through training and, and, and other types of professional development. So it really makes it from a synergy standpoint, it makes a lot of sense for us to bring these two groups tighter. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. And it, and it, dovetail, it, it really complements what we do with our member education as well, because we have a ton of new member education that's come online. A lot of it centers around business acumen, to your point, Carolyn. But even on some of the basics of, of 
of running a channel business. And, and we've got the revamp, what we used to call channel account manager training that's now managing the technology channel. There's, there's a great cohort of that going on at ChannelCon for vendors and distributors. So we've got, we just have such a broad stroke of education for every type of member that we have and really every type of business that's out there. But as it relates to ChannelCon specifically, yeah, we'll, we'll be focusing on some of the new member education and the, those resources that are available for free to members. So it's it's a it's a huge untapped potential, as is the research that the two of you work on. I mean, you know, you you hear me say it all the time. I, I tell members every chance I get, if you're not taking advantage of the research that that your team puts out, they're missing out on one of the biggest and best member benefits that we have. We yeah, well, thank that. you for that. Always <laughs> well, that. We appreciate the work that you do. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you mentioned earlier that the theme for ChannelCon this year is build the impossible and all the things that you're talking about with member education and cybersecurity, all the technology topics that are going to go on and all the discussion about how business models are evolving for you know those companies that are trying to move into a different space. I mean, I think there is a lot of potential and aspiration uh, in, in this theme of building the impossible. And I think that's one great reason to come together and talk about these things, you know, in, in a world that's starting to think a lot more about meeting virtually, you know, and maybe putting on, you know, the new Apple Vision Pro and, and always right. walking around with goggles on your face. I think it's so important to come together yeah. and talk about these things because technology still is driving a lot of potential. And as it drives potential, it's opening up a few, you know, unforeseen consequences. And I think getting together and talking through these things is really the best way. So I, I'm I'm excited to see, you know, what conversations really come out of the of the conference, uh, in addition to all the things that we're putting into it ahead of time. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Seth. I, I think I'm I think I'm more excited for ChannelCon this year than I've been in the last couple just because of the the potential for those conversations. You know, I, I, I watched the video that we put out on our social media channels yesterday with Mick Eveling, and, and he said something that's so basic, but yet so profound. He said, you know, everything that we take for granted today at one point in time was impossible. Like, did we ever think we'd be recording a podcast like this that also has a video component? And here Carolyn and I are, you know, whatever, 50, 60 miles apart in one state, but Seth, you're, you know, hundreds of miles away in, in the Midwest. And yet here we are, like we're in the mm -hmm. same room, just chatting, like we're old friends and, and about something that we're passionate about. At one point in time, this was completely impossible. Like, could you yeah. imagine telling any one of our grandparents that this would be the norm? They'd be like, okay, <laughs> time for the loony bin. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it, it, it really, that really struck a chord with me. And I'm reading his book right now, you know, getting ready to, to be able to see him speak at the conference. And I can't wait because I think that it, it so fits in with our mission as, as all of CompTIA, no matter what we do, whether it's what I do in community, what you do in research, what our partners do all across the organization. You know, we always talk about our mission to unlock individual and organizational potential. And then I always take it, to an out there view, in my opinion, that that you know we really do have an opportunity, and I would argue a moral responsibility to change the world for the better, not for the worse, to make it better. And who of us ever thought, you know, when we started our careers, that we might find ourselves in a position to actually do that and see the 
the fruits of that and the, and the benefit of that, whether it's with individuals we meet or the companies that we work with. I, I heard an amazing story last week about a woman in our Benelux community shared with me how when she found CompTIA, it, it, un, it, it ignited a passion in her for the business she didn't have. And she felt like she's a better mom, a better wife, a better dog mom, a better person, better family member, better bandmate, better colleague as a result of her interactions with the CompTIA community. I mean, that stuff makes the hair on the back of my, well, I have a lack of hair, so we won't go there. It gives me chills. How's that? Um, <laughs> that stuff makes it all worthwhile, right? And so I think the theme around building impossible just so fits our mission. And, and you know, AI is obviously the, the, the elephant in the room these days. And you know, when I was traveling last week and landed in Europe, I saw all the headlines. The human race will be made extinct by AI. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, here we go. You know, the, the crazy grab the headlines, but I, I was having a fascinating conversation with Randy Gross, our, our chief information security officer. And he said, I hate those headlines because yeah, there's always a downside to everything, but the opportunity far outweighs the risk. And it's all about understanding the risk to make sure that we pursue the opportunities that truly will make a positive impact for everyone, um, you know, clear around the globe. And again, that's the stuff that gives me chills because that's spot on and it ties into cybersecurity. You know, I mentioned we're going to have a cybersecurity risk management boot camp. That's the side of cyber, the risk management, the understanding the risk to the individual business that we as an industry haven't historically put enough emphasis on. And that's changing for the better. So that's that's awesome. You know, our CEO Todd Thibodeau is planning to give a, a keynote where he's going to touch on some of these opportunities with AI. I can't wait for that either. It's it's we've got to always look to accentuate the positive, right? And we've got to we're at a really neat inflection point with this industry. They seem to come every two days, but we're at a really neat one right now with AI. And so I'm excited to to hear those conversations and be part of those specifically. Yeah, I think for, you know, AI is going to be the sort of a, a galvanizing subject for a lot of people on both sides of the aisle who are trying to figure it out. Um, I know I've spoken to a lot of solution provider types and MSPs who, you know, are trying to figure out how best to fit AI, most with a positive slant on it, to be honest. Yeah. Not everyone's as gloom. I understand the gloom and doom headlines, but for the most part, if people are just thinking practically speaking, how it, it will fit into their business and their workforce, they're thinking on a much smaller scale in terms of, you know, this could be a productivity boost or whatever, and they're not going out there with it yeah. just yet, just yet. It's um, that, it's that focus on the actual use case, right? The correct. real, the, you correct. know, the, the truly actionable use case that you can yeah. take away. One of the sessions we're going to have, which will be great is one of our board members, Kevin O'Loughlin is going to share some things, you know, he's got a very, very successful MSP and, and he's been doing a lot of MA and he's got some very, um, very clear, very specific thoughts about what MSPs need to be doing right now if they want to survive into the future. Yeah. And it, it's a it's a fabulous session and it's based on practical, you know, day in the life, real world knowledge. That's that's some of the magic that ChannelCon brings to the industry is that, you know, people like Kevin who are so willing to give and give back and share and help everyone for the good of the entire industry. Yeah. I'm thinking, MJ, as, as we're talking about, you know, these big topics that are obviously going to get covered, AI and cybersecurity, 
what would you say is is the one that you think is really big that no one's talking about or not enough people are talking about and you're hoping to see some threads you know in channel con oof that that, that there's a million dollar question seth um i i go back to the i go back to data i i really do go back to data it's it's that is a, a just such an untapped resource opportunity um, there, there's opportunity there for individuals to skill up around data science and data management. There's opportunities for companies to harness what they already have to, to have a bigger impact on their customers. There's opportunity for the industry to understand how data can flow between partners and between, you know, suppliers and customers, vendors and customers, and really improve the, whether it's supply chain, whether it's, you know, just analytics around focusing on the most opportunity that any given business has for efficiency and effectiveness in what they're doing. There's just a tremendous, tremendous opportunity there that some industries are harnessing better than others, but I think there's an opportunity there for every business to harness. Here's a little data point for you. The, uh, as you know, and Seth, we've talked about this on Volley a lot, is we just issued our state of the channel study for the year. And we did it internationally. And one of the questions on the study was of the MSPs who answered the survey. Um, you know, what is the the biggest in demand service from you know that you're hearing from customers? And the UK and Ireland respondents had data services at to at the top of their list. They're the only ones out of the US audience and all the other four audiences that we had data collection done for. Um, so I found that to be interesting. That's never been at the top of anyone's list in mm. these studies that I've done before. So I don't know if it's an anomaly or what, but there's something, something, something there, um, which I thought I'd point out. Yeah, no, I think that's, I, I think that's a great validator, Carolyn. Yeah. And, and it, and it, you know, it, it points to another thing, I think, Seth, to answer your question, you know, we, we've, we've really planted a flag in the ground with our international expansion on the community side. You know, we've, we've always had a global presence on our, with our certification business, but we, we've intentionally been expanding our global presence on the community side. We added, um, we added the DAF community in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland this year, as well as the ASEAN community in, in Asia Pacific. Think of it as the, the, the 10 countries between India and Japan, if, if you will. Um, and, and one of the key things that, that we're able to bring back to all of our members are perspectives like what you just shared, Carolyn, that, you know, the UK and Ireland's been big, big on emerging tech in the last couple of years, but now data's bubbled up to the top, you know, other communities, it's different. And, and sharing that global perspective and sharing best practices and learnings globally will really help accelerate the industry in a, in a more efficient way. But, you know, no longer will one community have to look to another to say, oh, well, we're five years behind and it's typically the U.S. everybody points to. But that's not always the case. And, and there are some areas of innovation in, in other regions of the world that we could leverage in the U.S. We could leverage in the DAF region. We could leverage anywhere. And so, you know, that that adds an exciting element. And I love I love the fact you guys know this, but I love the fact that you've added those regional components that line up with our global communities, because that provides some tangible, important data perspectives for the local region as compared to the global region everywhere where our members are. And that's that's just an incredibly, incredibly valuable resource and perspective to have access to. 
Yeah, that's a that's probably a good place to kind of land this conversation, right? That you know we're we've got ChannelCon coming up. There's so much potential that we're going to be exploring there, and that's you know mostly you know for our audience here in the U.S. And you've got these other communities under that you're starting up now. I assume they're all going to be knocking at your door pretty soon, asking for uh, their own con. So you've got you know four or five of, of these to plan over the next year. All around yeah, the world. we've got you know we've got our EMEA event in October that happens, but we've got more people that are traveling in for ChannelCon than we've ever had. So that you know that's neat to see too. And we have more people going to EMEACon than we ever have as well. We've got people coming from the U.S. from other regions. So yeah, I fully expect that as as time marches forward, we'll see some other cons showing up as well. I think you're I think you're onto something there, Seth. Uh, but Channel Con will always be our our flagship, our our big one every August with Partner Summit, and we're just we're super excited for all the members coming. All of we've got tons of people who aren't members coming, um, which is great. It's a great way to see what makes CompTIA. A little bit unique out there and that's that's something we're pretty proud of all right well uh we will include a link to the event site in the show notes here for anyone that's listening and wants to check this out a little bit more really looking forward to it it's going to be a great event and excited to to hear everything that uh, comes out of the event afterwards and all the great conversations so so thanks for giving us a recap on that. I think one other thread that will probably run through a lot of the conversations in both ChannelCon and Partner Summit is workforce and trying to find the right skills to do all of these amazing things that we're talking about. So as we've been doing for the past couple of months, we're going to end the show with Career Spotlight, looking at Ryan, who's working as a network administrator. I work for an executive recruiting firm that's really looking to digitize the space and lead the digital transformation of recruiters. On a day-to-day -day basis, I oversee our network office infrastructure, maintain our fleet of workstations, and patch and upgrade critical servers. The reason why soft skills are so important as a systems administrator is because you really do live at the intersection of business and technology. People look at you to describe complicated IT solutions that they might not understand, and they're going to reference your professional opinion when they make important business decisions. Wow, I think this guy could take my place in describing how important soft skills are, durable skills. I think I've said the exact same thing when I'm talking about them. Um, good to see that. I know we've placed a lot of emphasis on how important having those other skills beyond the nuts and bolts of the technology itself, but being able to do everything, you know, the communication, the written skills, the leadership skills, all of those things that go along. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, if you've got those skills coupled with your technical skills, you're going to be more in demand and you're probably going to make more money. Um, and so um, that's a win-win. So good to hear from that guy, really. Yeah, that that's great story. I mean, again, those, those are the things that give me the chills, right? We're making a difference. We're making an impact and, and allowing, you know, someone in that role who typically may have not had the opportunity to interface at the business levels he was talking about to really elevate, elevate their individual capability as well as their importance to the organization and really drive home how technology can help a business. That's, that's just phenomenal to see. Yeah. Yeah, and to bring this back to the beginning of the conversation, as soft skills are getting more and more important, I think the question becomes, where would you get those soft skills? The technical skills you can get from training, you can do self-taught classes, you know, whatever. Picking up those soft skills requires 
going outside of some of those methodologies and getting to something maybe like a channel con, something in person where you can <laughs> practice, pick up a few skills, learn from people, hear some things. Uh, so, so yeah, it's great to hear from Ryan. And I think that ties back into this big in-person event that we have coming up in a couple months. So sure does. So thanks MJ for uh, sharing with us your thoughts on ChannelCon. I know that you're super excited about it. I assume no, that your CompTIA Claude is going to be making an appearance there. Oh, he, he's there. He's in the background right now, resting up for it. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's you, can, you can sort of see him there over my over my right shoulder. He's uh, hanging out and getting ready. But listen, thank you both for the opportunity to come on Volley and talk about it. I love what you guys do. If if any listeners aren't subscribed to Volley, boy, subscribe because this is one of the best, best resources out there. I'm, I'm biased as can be, but I got to tell you, I do not miss an episode. And, and there's a reason for that. Well, we'll take the plug. Anytime. There you go. Anytime. <laughs> Thanks there for letting me come on yeah. and talk about ChannelCon. I look forward to this every year. Awesome. Well, thanks again, MJ. And uh, thanks, Carolyn. I will check in with you on the next episode. Sounds good. See you guys.